Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 28, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. And we are possibly sounding slightly different due to being out on location at Tony's parents' house. Yes, it may sound like we're recording in a cathedral with the echoing around, (laughs) but we're not. We're at the dinner table at my parents' house. We're definitely not in a bathroom. No. This is the second time we've recorded from this venue. Yep. Yeah, we're back. Loved Loved it so much, we came back for more. Last time around, we were in a living room. This time, we've gone for a dining room table. Yes, and we're surrounded by cats, because all my parents' cats are also here to listen to the podcast. (laughs) A studio audience. They are. So that's why I'm here, because they've gone to Sydney to the Titanic exhibition. (laughs) No one needs to know what your parents are up to. And they need to look after their pussycats. So, to outline... They did have five, down to three now. (laughs) It's a tragic tale. Yeah. Um, Not as tragic as the Titanic, though, which they've gone to see. Uh, so just to outline what we're going to cover, um, we're going to I'm going to hit you with a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. We are Be then gentle. going to dive into a tale I've brought um, from the paranormal realms, and then we'll finish up with you getting me some strange. Uh, and that's that's an enticing sec- prospect. <laughs> For those that don't know, that's where we flick to a random section of an '80s book and. Um, hear some tales from what was current before we were born. So those dedicated listeners will recall last time we recorded at my parents' place, I forgot to bring the Mysteries of the Unexplained book. Well, the wrongs have been righted (laughs) this evening. It's still wrong, though. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even make up for it. So one thing that um, uh, I like to do is make sure that if you're going to tell me a a tale... um, an interesting tale from your life where you like to completely go crazy uh, about things that seemingly are of minutiae to the rest of the world. Things like neighbors not putting recycling bins away, um, roadwork signs. So a couple of weeks ago it was roadworks. Mm. You sent me a picture today of your um, Hilux. My trusty steed. <laughs> your Hilux being, uh, it was on the back of a tow truck or being towed yes. out of your driveway. Out of my driveway. Per- we've purposely made sure you don't tell me that story so that you can tell me now because i think it's probably going to be interesting okay (laughs) so what happened to your highlights i'll give you you, i'll give you three options do you think either okay this is kind of like one true three yeah you're going to give me three um scenarios one of which will be real well yeah kind of i haven't thought much about this really okay um so the highlights is known as earl that's his name. So when we're referring to Earl, we're talking about my 1995 Toyota Hilux Surf. Um, thing about car names is I don't usually use them, so I'll probably still say Hilux. <laughs> you you did say in your mess on your Facebook message back to me, you said Earl. So I did say you Earl. Did. I, was I kind of felt that. sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What the, I don't know what the story is, but okay. So I know how should... attached to that car you are. Okay, so earlier on this week, on Monday, I took Erlen for a bit of a service. Uh-oh. And the prognosis wasn't great. Oh no, this is like going to the doctor for a routine checkup mm. and then finding something terminal. Yeah. So I, so he said there's lots of oil leaking, which I knew. Is this scenario one or we just go straight no, into it? Well, this is, we're starting it and I'll give you the scenario shortly. Okay. So yep. um, lots of oil leaking. Yeah. Which I, oh, I'm skeptical about lots of oil. He yeah. said, "He said to me, you wouldn't get a warrant with that, all that oil underneath the car.' I'm like, I got one three weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm like, he's like, oh, 
That's the mechanics way. Yeah. Um, lots of power steering fluid. Leaking Sorry, that's the crooked mechanics way. I don't want to offend any, yeah. <laughs> any straight up and down mechanics. So <laughs> leaking fluids. Yeah. <laughs> leaking fluids. Yeah. Leaking and the fluids. car as well. Yeah. And um, there were some issues with the steering. So he's all big, big problems. It's all left. Let me guess. It's all left. Yeah, he's like, you, you turn it left, it kind of hangs left. You turn it right, it kind of hangs right. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I, was, I was like, it's kind of always done that. <laughs> yeah. like, I In don't, fact, my new car's doing that. Yeah, because he was like, um, you, you will have noticed it. I'm like, no, it's always been a bit dicky with the steering. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I'm thinking more and more that some of these things that he said, I mean, the power steering fluid aside, it's always had these things and there's actually no problem with it. It's yeah. like, no one's really even looked at it that closely. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's an old truck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was a bit down about that. So I, I came back home and was like, oh, okay. So I was thinking about, I mean, do I need to sell it? I was like, no, I can't, I can't sell it. I can't sell Earl. I need to keep Earl. I can't get rid of it. You've named it now. You have to keep it. It's like, it a, is, I it's, love it. it's like if you found a stray dog, you can't give it a name or you've yeah. got to keep it. And I hardly drive it. I mean, he gets driven like camping trips. He being the truck. Yeah. He, camping, car. camping trips, occasional trip to work or around town. Um, but mainly, you know, for like a bit of a roadie, summer roadie, hmm. summer roadie, fun to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was a bit down about Earl, but I decided actually, no, there's no, there's no problem here. I'm just going to see him out. So, what do you mean? So until he is too decrepit and too expensive to get through a warrant of fitness, yeah, which is something we have in New Zealand, by the way, where they every six months, if you've got an old car, they check it to make sure it's not going to burst into flames or fall apart on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I'll just see him out. That not not going to spend a lot of money on him, but it's yeah. going to just ride this. But wave. to find see him out, like there's got to be a line. Maybe this could be the hypothetical. Yeah, well, the line is financial. It's purely financial. <laughs> yeah, it's I realise that. But there's a line on too expensive. Yeah, there is. Well, maybe we won't it's delve into your... <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe we won't delve into how much money you make or whatever, because the line might be quite revealing as to, <laughs> to how much you love it. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, that mm-hmm. was the case. So, something happened to Earl. Yeah. So, is it either I... Had an accident? No. Is it either a significant additional mechanical problem that went wrong? Or? Theft. Theft? Theft. Elaborate on theft. Um, someone tried to take it. Hmm. This is tricky. You definitely didn't have an accident. You don't think I had an accident? No. No. You think I'm that good a driver? (laughs) No. No, I just don't think, I don't think you thrashed that thing fast enough. I think if you were to, if it, if it, if this turns out to be you've had an accident, I would say someone's hit you rather than you hitting someone That's else. A good angle to work on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, mechanical. Well, it's obviously possibly just had a big mechanical scare. So yeah, because yeah, I mean, who knows what the mechanic's been poking around in. So I did the mechanic and trying to do me a favor actually cause more harm than good. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those things where they've adjusted a seal or something and, and it all and of a sudden leaks think, too oh, much. Oh, this, this needs tightening up. This needs to be amended. And uh, mm-hmm. they have a tinker with it. And actually it um, screws Earl yeah. <laughs> in his big black butty. <laughs> he's, he's black in color. That's why I say that. <laughs> um, or the third one was someone tried to steal it. Hmm. I do like to pride myself on being a mentalist. 
Is that show still on? It's not, is it? I don't know. We went on the set, didn't we? We did go on the set of The Mentalist, actually. (laughs) And And we touched stuff that we weren't allowed to touch. I got yelled at for touching the bomb from the Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) They saw me. I tried to touch it. And the guy was like, he swept. And I was like, oh, I had to touch it. (laughs) Yeah. And now you can say you did. I did. Um, I would say mechanical. Mechanical? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, although... You do leave your car on the road quite a lot. It's true. So that would be open to theft. Mm-hmm. However, I don't... I mean, it was being towed out of your driveway. Correct. So I would say rule out theft. Okay. I'll rule out an accident unless you've been hit rather than hit. No, you can't say that. You've got to choose either I'm hedging accident. bets here. Okay. you got to say accident that mechanical. I Mechanical. Okay, mechanical. Yeah. 2.45 a.m. Somewhere, you, you got theft. On you heard Tuesday a window break morning, I heard a knock at the door. Uh oh! And I freaked out. I was like, "What on earth is going on?" Yeah. So it was Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Uh-huh. Um, so it would be two forty-five a.m. on Wednesday. Um, so I'd gone to bed early because I had an early flight to Auckland to go up there for a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I freaked out. I was like, "Oh my god, what the hell's happening?" And I kind of got out of bed. You're the like, mood. if I had kids, I'd be worried. Yeah, someone's be- about to be brought home by the police. Yep. Um, so I looked at my phone. No one had tried to call me or anything. I was like, "What on earth is going on?" Um, so I sort of tried to sneak around, and there was this light shining in around the podcast studio <laughs> where we normally record. Because <laughs> this is the second level. Yeah. So it's like so they were shining. Someone's a torch on the roof. Up. Oh, I see. From the ground onto the onto the podcast studio windows. Yeah. And I was trying to peek out to see. And all I could do is I could see there was a car parked, angled in, um, in front of the house. Yeah, just by your where, garage. Yeah, where you'd sometimes park when you yeah. come there. And um, not as neatly as you'd park, I must say. So I well am a, to you. Yeah, I think you I do, like to pride myself on neat. parallel park in yeah. there. Um, and I was like, oh my God, what the hell is this? It's like, if it's someone I know, they'll be calling me. So my phone's on. There's no way I'm answering this door really mm-hmm. okay so um they went away and about 10 minutes oh but 15 minutes later it happened again uh-huh. i was like oh my god this is really freaking me out so i called uh 111 really and i said there's someone at my door is it the police oh yeah and they said yes it is oh and what's your reaction there i said what's it about and they were like go up go talk to them Sheesh. So I wandered down, opened the front, threw some clothes on, wandered down, opened the front door. Yeah. Clothes as in pants and, a, and like a hooded sweater. I was wearing a t-shirt and my knickers. I was just about, <laughs> was just about to grill you on that. Um, so I opened the door and he's like, is your name Anthony Blur? And I was like, yes, I'm Anthony Blur. He's uh, like, revealed your last name is Blur. <laughs> he's like, do you own a 1995 Toyota Hilux surf registration ENN? <laughs> and I was like, I do. He's like, how do they put that yeah, on a plate? <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, right, uh, someone's tried to steal it. Really? I was like, tried to steal it? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Um, so they've driven out in front of your house. They've taken it from front of your house. They must have, well, not they've taken it from in front of your house. And I was like, yeah, it was parked on the street. It's like, okay. They've driven it in a straight line towards that traffic island at the end of the road. That bloody traffic yeah. island. When they've tried to go around it, the steering is locked. And it's come to a stop because they can't get around the corner. Oh my God. Did that traffic island just save your car from getting miles away? That is perfect. <laughs> I was like, what? They're like, yeah, they, um, obviously they didn't work the steering. They didn't undo the steering lock. So 
they could only go on a straight line. <laughs> when they tried to get around the island on the on the other road, they the they traffic island stopped your car from getting away. The traffic island stopped the car. From After away. all, after that- all I've said about it. <laughs> So the so so Earl was sitting running in the middle, like between lodge between that traffic island and the curb. Yeah. Um, forced no, steering locked and just rolled it into the side, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the door wide open at two forty five a.m. Whoa! So someone called the cops. The cops saw it. So I saw the, the he showed me the footage, the video footage of the guy getting out and running away. All right. He had on his phone. Was that? What, how did he have that? Just, um, there's a camera. The there. camera at the intersection? Yeah, so he had it, already had it. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I was like, hmm, that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they'd, called a, they'd called a tow truck to try and get it back to my, uh, to try and get to, we're going to tow it to a um, salvage yard place. Yeah. Just, um, like, but actually the towie managed to use a couple of screwdrivers and push one side in and um, get the steering wheel locked down and, and use the other for the ignition. Yeah. And um, drove it back into my garage. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so cops turned up, did the dusting for prints, couldn't find anything, um, and then got the tow truck to pick it up yesterday and take it to the mechanics to get fixed. Amazing. So the ignition barrels ripped out. Yeah. And it's completely near replacement. Yeah. The They've wrecked the lock on the driver's side door to get in. Yeah. God, it's easy to steal that car, though. <laughs> um, but every comment I've had is this person is the biggest amateur yeah. for not getting around the corner. They yeah, couldn't yeah. get around a corner. Yeah. The cop was like, yeah, they were like, if you if they'd got around the corner, he'd never have seen it again. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Um, they also, and make sure you tell the mechanic this, they also broke the air conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> and it's leaking all this oil and power steering fluid for some reason. Eh? It just passed its warrant, so yeah. there was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So then I had to cook, because I was meant to go back in on Thursday to do its wee service. They were going to steam cleaning underneath of it, yep. just to see where the fluids and stuff are coming from. I had to call yeah. them and say, um, can't bring it in, it was stolen. <laughs> 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 they were like, you haven't paid yet. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, I said, good news, got it back. <laughs> so um, I will be bringing it back in. Um, Interesting. But like, yeah, so the seat though. Really like was real gangster leaned back when I got it back. So obviously the prick had got it reclined the seat way back. I wonder if they did that knowing there was a camera at the intersection or something, so they wouldn't get seen as easy because their heads in the middle of the car. <laughs> <laughs> if you've just tuned in, this is theft chat. It's theft with... chat, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about insurance and yeah. and and, ve- and common vehicle theft, immobilizers. That's uh, crazy. And if you you know, we'll answer all your questions later in the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, that's my drama of the week. <laughs> Tony's drama of the week. So, um, I ended up taking Wednesday off work. I mm-hmm. just cashed an annual leave day and I cleaned my garage out so I can get Earl and my new wee Volkswagen mm-hmm. uh, in the in the garage together. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. All right. Um, Had to move the treadmill. <laughs> I was going to ask what happened to the treadmill. Had to move the treadmill. It's now on the angle because the Volkswagen, the Golf, was quite short, so mm-hmm. it sits quite well in on the oh, yeah, I on see, one I side, and the yep. other side is quite well long for Earl to park in there. Mm-hmm. So when you get Earl back, 
Um, amazing. Everybody who who dealt with it for the copy just of a prince who was an older guy in his is in his fifties. The tow truck driver would have been in his late fifties as well. <laughs> the cops who came out at the first time bloody raved about the highlights. Like, oh, they're good cars. They're good cars. <laughs> the tow truck. The tow truck opened the door. Was like, oh, beautiful manual. Oh. I said about the problems with it. He's like, oh, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. If there's an issue with it, just wipe down under the underneath it before your warrant. They'll never know. Yeah, You'll yeah. sail through. Yeah. I mean, I've had warrants on former cars of mine where yeah. um, literally wipe the springs so that they don't know your shocks are leaking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's uh, so the place I've, I go to, I won't name on here, but they, they're good old boys and they like me when they come through with, with Earl. And I asked them three weeks ago when I got the warrant, I said, how's it looking? You know, they were like, oh, I can tell you don't do many Ks on it. I'm like, nah, it was only about a 1500K between warrants. He's, yeah. like, he's like, oh, leaks a bit of oil. Just keep topping it up. You're fine. It's yeah. good. Yeah. And I think as long as those good old boys, who again must be in that same mood, they love the old Hilux, love seeing them come through. <laughs> the as fans of Top Gear, yeah, probably. As long as they're yeah, exactly the Hilux that will not die. As yeah, long yeah. as they keep there, I'll keep getting more ones. I think. Yeah. So I'll just keep I'll keep bringing it back to them, and um, yeah. Um, just occurred to me that you don't have a name for your Volkswagen yet. No, we did talk about that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So um, we want if any listeners sounding, have a good name, it's a good name. That's a good point. Yeah. We, I mean, the problem is we need listeners. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you or I, as listeners, and like three or four people I know from work, <laughs> no. In all fairness, there's people all around the world, yeah. so um, it might be quite interesting if anyone tweets in a name for a Volkswagen Golf um, along the lines of Earl. But you want like a German flair to this one? I do right? want a German flair to this. I want, I want some sort of European German flair. I, mm. I would quite like to. Um, my wee Volkswagen Golfie. Let's see what happens. Um, we have just taken up the large chunk of the show talking about your your car yeah. experiences. Well, yeah, you yeah you did well with sort of trying to break down some of the the I guess the possibilities with what could have happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think what threw you was the fact that it was up the driveway and being yep. towed away. Yeah, of course they'd driven it back into the garage because it couldn't be locked and left on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I moved the golf in the middle of the night, and the cops brought that. Well, the tow truck brought that in there and left it there until we could be moved again. So yeah, it was it was a curveball, but it did throw you. But yeah, I'm impressed. What about Tiger? Tiger for a name for, a name for the golf. Tiger. Get it? Get it? Because uh, it plays Tiger Woods plays golf and has um, extramarital affairs. No, because it's painted like a tiger. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. It's stripy. <laughs> um, it's origin black stripies. It's been 20 minutes now <laughs> um, on this paranormal podcast. I guess we're taking that kind of approach that paranormal means out of the ordinary. It's definitely been an out of the ordinary <laughs> week for Ton. Exactly. Let's jump into. Um, We'll bypass the hypothetical, yeah, put that on yeah. ice, and uh, we'll jump into my tale from the other side. Hey, is there anything else you want to add just before we move on? Oh, the lights were flickering. The lights, just, the lights are flickering. And the Wi-Fi was down before. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> the lights just started flickering as I said I was moving to the paranormal section. Um, anything you want to add? Um, the guy who stole my car was a dick. <laughs> Total dick. A real dick move on his part. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad that he was so stupid at what he did and didn't get away with it. So yeah. I would have been devastated. Like well, he I'm, hasn't been caught yet, right? No, he won't get caught. Yeah. yeah he won't get caught. Yeah. Well, not for this. Maybe something else. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just, 
and then everyone's had a good laugh at his expense because he was so stupid at trying to steal the car and couldn't get around a corner. <laughs> he got like 500 meters down the road and couldn't get around a corner. And that horrible traffic island I hate actually saved the day. So I take uh, it all back. <laughs> okay, so jumping into my paranormal story. Oh, I've just eaten. Is this like jumping in? Nope. We can after... get, I think we'll be okay. Okay. Let me know if you need to get out. Okay, thank you. Um, have you ever had seen experienced known someone who has experienced sleep paralysis i have heard about it i don't think i know anybody who has encountered it Mm -hmm. i do know what it is and i know it's one theory for alien abduction as well about sleep paralysis yep um so my story is around sleep paralysis um this is one that a friend of mine told me about, um, and I've looked it up and found a couple of um, explanations around it, and one theory as to what it might be. Um, some common kind of tropes with people with who experience sleep paralysis, and then um, I've just got a bunch of short um, uh, retellings from a bunch of different people as to their experience. So. Um, oh. I can kind of hit some of, I'll start with a bit of an, um, you know, definition introduction as to what it might be. And then I'll deviate into, um, some of these stories from people. All righty roo. Let's get into it. (laughs) Um, the original definition of sleep paralysis was, um, codified by Samuel Johnson in his dictionary of the English language as nightmare, a term that evolved into our modern definition. Such sleep paralysis was widely considered the work of demons, more specifically incubi, which were thought to sit on the chests of its sleepers. In old English, the name for these beings was mare, hence the word nightmare. Oh, right. I thought you meant the elected official in charge of a city, but uh, no. <laughs> Mayor. Mayor. <laughs> now I'm thinking of John Mayer. Although the core features of... S- John Mayer? Yeah. John Mayer? John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> Although the core features of sleep paralysis appear to be universal, the ways in which they are experienced vary according to time, place, and culture. Over a hundred terms have been identified for these experiences. Some scientists have proposed sleep paralysis as an explanation for reports of paranormal phenomena such as ghosts, parasites, alien visits, demons, demonic possession, alien abduction, the night hag, and shadow people haunting. The night hag. The night hag. Eek. For example, sleep paralysis is referred to as Pandefence. Oh, I like that. Maybe that could be named for my car. In Italy. Among Italians... Pandefece may refer to an evil witch, sometimes known as a ghost-like spirit or a terrifying cat-like creature. Sleep paralysis among Cambodians is known as the ghost who pushes you down. It's not as catchy as Pandefece. <laughs> Sounds delicious. The, uh, I was actually, as soon as you said Italian with that name, it made me think of some sort of pasta. Pasta, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, mm. A red wine Pandefece. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Next to it, like Cafe Valentino, you know, sort of red, red wine that, <laughs> in, e- in Egypt, sleep paralysis is conceptualized as a terrifying jinn attack. 
Do you remember the last time I we do remember came? talking about gins? Yeah, yeah, we talked about gins when uh, there was a C one forty in Vietnam that um, had like a C one thirty points too high. <laughs> no, this was the upgrade. Oh, okay, yeah. C one forty had the extra. This is quite common aircraft. Had the extra window that. tints. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes the C one forty. Um, the gin was um, one of the explanations for the was, yeah. black cloud taking over the C one forty with the tints on the windows. <laughs> the gin uh, may terrorize or even kill its victims. Sleep paralysis is sometimes interpreted as space alien abduction, uh, mostly in the United States. <clears throat> the focus of our hang on, scrolled too far. The focus of our trip into sleep paralysis will be focused on the idea of the old hag. This has the night hag as a generic name for a fantastical creature from folklore of various peoples, which is used to explain the phenomena of sleep paralysis. So there's a bunch of um, countries all throughout Europe and um, and South America that um, talk of this thing called an old hag or a night hag. Okay. So um, uh, a common description um, of this is that a person feels a presence of a supernatural malevolent being which immobilizes the person as if sitting on his or her chest. Various cultures have various names for this phenomena and or supernatural character. So um, this is where I move into a bunch of retellings of experiences with said hag. Okay, so we're focusing on the ha- the hag or Hagrid type exper- Hagrid? experiences. <laughs> Not the one from Harry Potter? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, a lot of these are quite short. They were submitted to this one particular website, I guess, from, from the likes of Twitter or Reddit or something like that. But some of them are quite strange. Actually, uh rung a bell with our um, uh, Twitter um, uh, submission from a couple of weeks ago um, from Amy. Um, she had an experience where she woke yep. up in the night and felt her Someone hand, but it wasn't like her tickling her. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so here we go. Um, it happened for the first time when I was 14. I couldn't move, didn't understand what it was. My most prominent time having to experience sleep paralysis was last year while lying in bed. I fell asleep pretty quick, but then woke up with the pressure of a hand on my right shoulder. When I could turn around, I saw the old hag. She had long, craggy gray hair, pale greenish face, long nose, and the creepy and creepiest of all, her eyes was completely black. Oh. She smiled at me, then took off, which is what snapped me out of my paralysis. Okay, so this is this is, this is actually being accompanied by a sighting of. In this case, yeah. 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 Eek. It's it's quite um quite common. Like that's how people know to label it label it as the old hag. Yeah. yeah. Um. So next one. One night I left my windows open to let the breeze in. I don't remember falling to sleep, but I was paralyzed when I regained awareness. I remember seeing a black rain and I could feel my body weighing five times its normal weight. I was sinking into bed slightly. I turned my head and saw what looked like an alien grey smiling at me. It wasn't easy to move, but I slowly and forcefully crawled out the edge of my bed to fall off and hopefully, hopefully wake someone in the house. I could feel its thoughts as if they were connected to mine. It wasn't... I wasn't supposed to be moving, was the emotion I felt from the being, but I did. I reached the edge, falling head first. When I hit the floor, I was awake in my bed, face down, like I was like I was when I first realized I was aware. My windows were still open and I could feel the breeze. 
Okay. <laughs> Some of these are pretty intense, so that's, right? That's very much like the classic alien abduction type encounter. Yeah. And so they're saying there's some sort of like uh, telepathic sort of yeah, connection. Yeah, that's, that's quite a um, quite common, common theory. theory. Yeah. Um, uh, the I found out the other day the reasoning for that, well, the reasoning somebody, actually it was on Tell em, Steve, Dave. They talked about how if... Uh, if aliens were to communicate with each other while flying through space, sound waves ne- wouldn't necessarily be the most efficient way to do it. So therefore they would have found another way, yeah. a more efficient way to, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for us because the sound travels quite well through air. So we'd start to project sound to each other and it, it is heard. Ready for another one? Go for it. I was sleeping one night when I suddenly awoke. The room was exactly as it was when I fell asleep. I couldn't move or scream. I saw an old, scary lady standing in front of my window. She quickly moved to me and started choking me. It seemed like at least ten minutes before she let go and disappeared. I then could move and scream. I was terrified and would no longer sleep in that room. Holy shiters. <laughs> See, the thing with the... The interesting thing with this is if I was a skeptic, which sometimes I am, you that is start the angle to think, you do take. yeah. You start to think: Is it the power of your brain labeling? You know, uh, yeah. And I, I, that, you know what I that's, mean? That's what I'm thinking too. That, that that's the case. That the the mind is probably something that's probably don't fully understand how powerful mm. the mind is. Like if you think of things like talking of like telekinesis and telepathy and things like that. Like you know, there's powers that are mentioned that that's about that's something that you can do mm. and they have been in cases of people doing that yeah yeah so how wide and broad is the mind and how much can it be used to to heal to um trick or confuse or mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh next one i remember hearing a roaring sound in my ears and seeing a shadowy figure standing in the middle of my room either saying my name and laughing or just watching me it was very real I refused to sleep as a child, but when I, whenever I told my mum, she didn't take me seriously until it started chasing me. I could move at first and I'd run around my room screaming and crying. As I got older, it started to paralyze me and I couldn't move apart from my eyes. I switched rooms because I thought it was the room, but it started to happen in that room too. Now it was a wolf type figure and it was on my chest. I felt, I felt slight. <laughs> I felt safer sleeping at other people's houses, so I basically lived at my friend's house over that summer until it started to happen there. Since then, it's happened almost every week for two years. God. It was submitted by someone called Snippy. Oh, <laughs> they're such a cute wee name and they're being terrorized. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm 42 and had a f- had and first had a nightmare about a terrifying witch at the age of 16. She kneels on my chest and stares into my face, slowly getting nearer and nearer. I'm completely terrified. She wears a black cloak and hood. Her face is like a, a witch and evil generates from her. It surrounds me. Other times I can be lying on my stomach and she'll creep her hand up the back of my head, down my face and hook her fingers under my top teeth and pull my head back. Other times she'll bite, sit on the bed, knock on the door, call my name and generally scare the crap out of me. How can anyone explain this? Oh, oh the cat's having biscuits. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can there's see a, the weed. If there's a weed jingling, anyone can hear. Yeah. The cat's having a biscuits. That's how you know that we're um, at your parents' house and yeah. your cat's sitting. It's Litz. 
on location. <laughs> Cat sitting at parents' house. Oh, and the odd rattle here and there as placemats move around on different tables. It's a bit weird not doing it at an ironing board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Couple more? Yeah. I, I like these. I was well, awakened. I wouldn't want to have them to happen today, but from an entertainment perspective, I am quite enjoying it. Taking joy in people's misfortunes. Yeah, sorry guys. I was awakened by a screaming girlfriend. She had her arms up as if she was pushing on something. Her eyes were wide open as if she was awake. I called her name a few times and tried to shake her awake. Then her eyes closed and she went back to sleep. When I woke her up again, she told me she was fighting an old lady that was trying to strangle her. It's a pretty um, common and... You know, and, and, universal tropes going on. And that kind of adds, uh, I, I guess, when you think about the fact that the, the, he couldn't see anything there. So mm. it was the person seeing something. So whether it was something, that whatever the creature was or woman or hybrid yeah. old lady was only visible to the victim or it's the mind. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the, same, the same one. So this is the, in the same universe, same person. Sorry, Last sorry, night. sorry, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> Last night I was awakened by something. I had no idea what it was, but I had a strong feeling telling me I should turn around and look at my girlfriend. As I turned around, I saw what looked like an old person's face okay, moving so away from me. Everything I just said, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I should have waited to the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I stopped and said, you know, these are common themes and then you elaborated. Yeah. So don't be so hard on yourself. Sorry. Just a little bit of flagellation <laughs> later on. <laughs> At that exact moment, my girlfriend let out a small scream and went back to sleep. So did I. This morning when we woke up, the first thing my girlfriend told me was, I had a dream about that old lady again last night. What are the odds that both of us would see the same person or spirit? Why did it move away from me? Who knows? Mm. So now that turns exactly what I said on its head. And uh, (laughs) now I'm like, okay, now I'm... Yeah, the interesting thing, um, that simultaneous experiment, experience carries on into the next story. Okay. So this is a different lot of people. Um, in December 2007, my wife and I were sleeping in bed when I, when I knew or felt my wife was being attacked. I woke to find a shadow person on top of her, choking her. I jumped out of bed and shared several French profanities with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a polite thing to say. I as I moved toward it to confront it, it moved away into the wall. I turned to see my wife still choking and woke her. So interesting that it's um, something one person can see, the other one is a one, the other one is asleep, but still kind of being choked somehow. She stated that she dreamed she was being choked by a person on top of her. Normally you'd dismiss it, but how do two people have simultaneous experiences? She would later have a similar experience in the army where her roommate woke to see a, another person choking her. So this is kind of weirdly moving in and out of like dream space. Yeah, it is. Because at first it sounds like it was sort of only involving one person and the only person who witnessed it was the one who was being choked and it could be in the head. Now we're seeing things. Are you familiar with the idea of lucid dreaming? Is this where you control your dreams? Yeah. Where you, I don't know if it's whether you know you're dreaming or whether it is that you're just in control. I've heard that this is a, this is a real thing where you can... You know, get involved in control dreams. I was skeptical about it, but apparently you just train your brain to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if there's some kind of strange link to lucid dreaming going on. 
Um, although kind of two people at once still doesn't get explained <laughs> by any of that. Uh, you withdraw your theory. Yeah. You, you, I hereby... You, you had published I hereby it. it was in, it was allow in somebody to steal my the, theory, drive yeah. it into a traffic island yeah. and scarper <laughs> with that theory because I'm done with it. Um, here we go. Old hag is misleading. To me, she appears as a beautiful woman in a long white flowing gown and veil. So that's kind of the succubus type thing they might be talking about. Mm-hmm. At times, the grim reaper accompanies her. It happens when I'm on my back just before falling asleep. Since the first occurrence, I've always felt that if she ever gets me under the bed, I'll be gone for good. She hovers across the room and slowly comes closer. The reaper in the black hooded cloak stands at the foot or side of my bed. I cannot move or speak, but I can hear everything. The fear level is intense and stays with me past dawn. That was me dropping a bombshell. That was, yeah. yeah. In the distance, to be fair, but... We should probably check on the neighbours. They might be a bit concerned. <laughs> um, and let me... Let me finish up with uh, one final... One final... Uh, Is it a doozy? Intimate one here. Is it a doozy? I've been trying for about a year to induce sleep paralysis as a gateway to lucid dreaming. Okay, right, right. I heard right. about this phenomenon, but I never experienced it. Tonight was the first occurrence... I did, as I always do, lie still on my back, staring at the ceiling, waiting for numbness to begin. It doesn't begin. Instead, all the noise outside my window stops, as though someone has muted the world outside. I blink, and it's there, on my ceiling. Um, it just kind of floated downward, dragging its fingers down the wall as it did. The sound was sickening. It stopped when it was nose to nose with me, put its other hands, it had three other arms, on my chest and just stayed there staring at me with glowing eyes cycling from a fluorescent purple to an almost arterial red then someone in the room next to me dropped something and it levitated upward toward the ceiling its face was the last to melt away into the ceiling the end what do you think they dropped nuts nuts <laughs> wouldn't make much of a noise <laughs> Drop nuts. I think it'd be like a cell phone or a TV remote. You know, it's on the bed and you knock it off so, and it goes... Yeah. You're like, I was like, oh, I'm getting out of here. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, or like a book. Anything on a, anything on a nightstand, really. <laughs> and we come back to the nightstand. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a couple more, but uh, I think we should wrap it up there. Let's jump into... Any questions? questions um not, the, not, not about this just in general oh okay um how do i get the most out of my kiwi saver fund you've already bought a house so yeah I've already I'd taken say that out. you might like to consider other superannuation options rather than kiwi saver oh okay yeah um like shars buy some shars we could find some more irrelevant things to talk about <laughs> to, to our <laughs> listeners we, who are predominantly overseas yeah. kiwi saver is like a 401k it's like <laughs> yeah. um I, I i always assumed a 401k was a medical term like an e <laughs> ekg it's not <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a fun fun fact Okay, we're going to move into the final segment of the show, which is called Get Me Some Strange. Now, has the I would like to start the music. <laughs> Let me finish. It has the most structured intro of any segment on our show. It does, but often I like to start the music. And I haven't really pushed for starting the music in the past, but now I'm really keen to do the music start button. Okay. 
Uh, when? Uh, 10 minutes? No, that's too late. <laughs> um, now? Done. Well done. Okay. Huh? Sounds good. <laughs> um, okay, so this is the segment of the show where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. Can you turn the music up a bit? No. No, it's perfect. Actually, sorry, it is perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> take that back. Uh, you've thrown me. <laughs> it has a bunch of random stories we're going to... F- Tony's going to flick I think, through. I think I purposely like interrupting you on this section because it's so well structured previously that it's like, <laughs> let's just, I'm just going to start tearing this apart. Yeah, you always yeah. do this so well. Yeah. I was the little menace I am. Tony's going to flick through uh, to a random page. I will say stop and then we will choose one of the stories on the page where I have stopped. Tony will read it out and we will call that a week. Okay. Um, front or back or back to front? Surprise me. Okay. Side to side. Um... <laughs> uh, Okay, this way. Lots of lots of rustling going there on. Is. This is probably the rustliest. Get me some strange oh, yet. Cat's coming. I'm trying to get oh. on the table. Get out, cat! Oh. Bloody hell! <laughs> Try it, cat. See what happens. Um, there's been unfortunate this issue with the cat jumping off on the table. I flipped the cat. entire book. There's literally a cat like three inches <laughs> from my face. <laughs> and back to your mic. Um, so I flipped through the entire book. <laughs> because <laughs> um, the cam is distracting you let's go oi get out of it Phoebe. <laughs> okay cat okay should we try this again yeah cat looks no I thought it was going to stop come back alright okay flick stop let's do this okay this is where I pad where you try and find a segment Oh, what chapter we've landed in? Yeah, I think we're dealing with crap falling from the sky again. Ah, huh. literal crap. Uh, yeah, pad, pad. It's pad called or... something like um, things from above or strange things from above. Strange yeah. things from above. Here we go. Is there anything that's um, small, medium, or large sized um... appropriate for for ending the podcast? Okay, this one here will do. <clears throat> cool. Ed Moots was working in the garden of his house on Bowl Street, Cincinnati, Ohio, at 5.30pm on July 22nd, 1955. Suddenly, a few drops of warm red liquid fell on his arms and hands. Sounds like blood. Blood. Mm, Does sound like blood. Let's find out if it's blood. In a few moments, the red rain was falling all around him. The cat's just jumped off the table. Out of the cloud came a dark protuberance. And it was from this that the red rain was falling right onto a peach tree in his garden. Oh. oh there's actually a, um, there's a quote here. Okay. Hit me. Okay. I looked up. Oh, God. Said Mr. Moots. And hung in there directly over me, about a thousand feet in the air, was the strangest cloud I ever seen. It wasn't a big cloud, but it certainly did have some odd colors. It was dark green, red, and pink. <laughs> the red, and it matched the color of the substance which hit me and the tree. I could see that whatever it was was raining down on me and was coming from that cloud. I watched the cloud for a minute, try, <laughs> singing now? trying he- to figure it out. And then my bare arms and hands were the drops that hit me began to burn. They really hurt too. 
It felt like I had put turpentine on it, but an open cut. I ran for the house and washed it off. Real good with strong soap and hot water. <laughs> um, in fact, the rain looked like blood. It was somewhat oily and sticky to touch. The following morning, Ed Moots discovered that his peach tree had died along with the grass beneath it, and all the young fruit had shriveled on the stem. There were no planes in the area at the time of the rain, and it was unlikely that a chemical plant or factory could have produced a cloud capable of hovering over a single spot for a few minutes. Representatives of the US Air Force came to interview Mr. Moots and remove samples of the tree, fruit, and grass. If they discovered anything, they kept it to themselves. And the name of the deadly rain remained a mystery. The name of the deadly rain? Nature of the deadly rain <laughs> remained a mystery. How very strange. There was rain and remain, and I said name instead of nature. <laughs> so, Mr. Moot saw some sort of protuberance. Yeah, that was a big word. Yeah, protuberance. Maybe that was probably more common word in the 80s, given that the book's from 1982. It's so, probably every second word in a newspaper. So there's a photo here that said, uh, Edward Moots of Cincinnati examines his shriveled nuts <laughs> uh, on the branches of his tree. The end. The end. That's a picture. <laughs> Look, there you go. Look at him. He's like, oh, my nuts. Oh, <laughs> They're all nuts. shriveled up. Oh, dang. <laughs> Anything else to add? Um, no. All right. Let's call that a week. Um, join us on uh, Twitter at LITS underscore podcast. Find us a name for Tony's Volkswagen Golf um, or send in your own stories, hypotheticals, or tell us where you come from. Yes, and let us know if you want to hear more musical numbers during the Mysteries <laughs> of the Unexplained. Um, on that note, we will call that this week's Lights in the Sky podcast. I will catch you next week. Toodaloo.